What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I love all of your, like, the tape situations that you have happening in the background. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here and checking out the uh, the series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artist and discover some new ones at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Coheed and Cambria, going to be talking with Claudio Sanchez uh, about their brand new record called Vaxxas 2, A Window of the Waking Mind, uh, which continues the Amory storyline that's been going on for, God, 20 years? Is that right? Uh, Claudio is going to discuss going deeper into this new thread while basing much of the foundation on his own experiences of being a dad, uh, creating a misunderstood character that actually gives a nod to the, uh, the Who's Tommy. And the new musical territory that the band experiments with. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, covering Kiss, Britney Spears, and their sequel song to Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl. Uh, seeing film and television catch up to his style of fantasy storytelling. And still feeling like an outsider for over 20 years. It's a fun one, and it's an incredible album. We're talking about Vaxxas 2, A Window of the Waking Mind. It's Kyle Meredith with Coheed and Cambria. Hi. Hi, Kyle. Thanks it's for having me. A, yeah, no, it's a pleasure to have you on here. And uh, and especially since we get to talk about a new record, uh, Vaxxas 2, A Window of the Waking Mind. Uh, another powerful statement that you all have created. Uh, I should just throw out the congratulations first. Oh, thanks. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Uh, I think it was the right record. 
uh, for us to sort of put out there, you know, being our, you know, in our 20 years of being co-eat in Cambria. Um, I'm really excited about it. Now this gets back to the, the, the storyline, but what was the, um, I guess, what was the impetus for sort of creating a new story within the world? Um, I think just where I'm at in my life. You know, when I look back at the original sort of Amory Wars and those records of like Seconds Tage to Year of the Black Rainbow, I really kind of see my, you know, I see myself in those stories as like sort of the adolescent coming of age kind of thing, you know, um, where, uh, you know, I was simply conf confused at my place within the world and sort of forming, you know, and solidifying who I would become. And, and now I see myself as like sort of the father figure, if you will. And, and um, that's where we're at in the story is it's a way for me to kind of tell, tell that without uh, revealing too much, if, if that makes any sense. Right. I don't know why I keep saying if that makes any sense. It's become this thing that just keeps <laughs> echoing in my language. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really it. Like, um, you know, that's, that's why I chose to do it because I got to tell, you know, I get to tell my like the side of my life as a, as a family man, I guess. As I say, parenthood kind of, so, so how did you want to write that into it? Um, without giving too much away, how did you want to write that, write that into it? Because, because I guess the, the other part of this question is, uh, how much of this has to, you know, this fictional world that you're creating has to still reflect a reality that we're in, that you're in. Right. And it does because, you know, when I created the idea 20 years ago, it was simply because I had a hard time confessing myself in songs, you know, being the figurehead of a, of a band wasn't something I was uh, that comfortable with. Um, and so that's why I chose to kind of tell my story in this, what I guess some would consider like a facade, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, I mean, it, it every, every Coheed story, um, though it does have its, 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 fantasy counterpart it is uh it's very much an echo of sort of what i'm experiencing at the time i write the record mm -hmm. um so uh so yeah i mean i think a, you know i think a little bit of this new one has a lot to do with you know you know my family life my son uh some of it has to do with like you know figuring and navigating through the changes we all experienced in the past couple of years you know um and, and so on and so forth. I guess it's, there still seems to be a compromise. Like, you know, it wasn't long ago that you did a record that wasn't part of this world and everything. And, and there's no, not saying that you couldn't do that again as, as you talk about your real family life. And, and by the way, no complaints for me. I, I love the story that you're creating here, but, but you still choose to put yourself through this story uh, to, at some point. I mean, that's a choice, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I just become comfortable with it. You know, back when we did The Color Before the Sun, you know, I, I chose to step away from the concept because, you know, at that time in my life, I was going to become a dad, you know, and I thought it was important to tribute those emotions at that time without the sort of disguise of a concept, you know. Um, but, you know, that's the concept sort of thing has just become a part of the 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 process it's just natural and, and in a way i um i feel like you know i feel a little empty i mean it, it's tough to say because when the color before the sun happened we still had like a story component it just wasn't it just wasn't fantasy you know my wife and i just kind of wrote like sort of an autobiographic you know piece that just mirrored what was happening when i was writing the record you know so but, you know, but the idea of like translating reality into this fiction is just 
for me, uh, rewarding. You know, I love to see these characters and, and these emotions come to life in the forms of things that don't exist. You know, um, I, I think it's I think it's quite special. So it and it and it definitely makes me feel um, accomplished when I a write a record and then b try to find a way to to make it work in in sort of another medium. The great puzzle piece, right? It reminds me of that Beck line: "You can't write if you can't relate." I mean, uh, oh right, That's you know, nice it's, it, it makes it makes sense. Is what I'm getting at there too. Uh, and 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 further on with the family, did I read that? Uh, is it your son that's in the opening track? It is, and today's actually his eighth birthday. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. Happy birthday! Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he is. Um. You know, because the the, the character of Vaxus at this moment in um, a window of the waking mind uh, happens to be happens to happens to be about the, the age of my son when he sang it so it was about a couple of years ago because the record's now been done about a year so it was just something that i thought would be appropriate you know um revisiting a line from vaxis one and having my son sort of you know uh, uh deliver it as if it were the voice of vaxis well i mean it's already been such a a family adventure uh, to begin with on this. So it's, I, I love that uh, it's just getting deeper. Right. That. Um, how, how does this, uh, how does this subtitle encapsulate the new story? A, a window of the waking mind. So it's a little kind of jagged. So in the story, there are characters um, called windows. So there is like some ambiguity to it, but um, you know, the character of Vaxis is a little misunderstood. Um, and that's when, sort of one of the things the, family is sort of trying to navigate being that they are these outlaws on the run um they're trying to kind of communicate to their son who they feel might not might have like sort of a, a dysfunction um when in reality he is actually more of a higher being um sort of an evolved human actually happens to be oh i don't want to i don't want to like give too much away i'm gonna <laughs> like Anyway, it, it's it, it's just a window into into who he truly is, really. I guess is kind of what um, the picture I'm trying to paint with the title. Sorry, I don't want to give too many spoilers away. I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, you, you know what? This is if it matters. This is probably going to be a few weeks before it comes out. And um, okay, and, and I'll ask this question. And, and if you don't want this question in here, we can nix it because this might be what you're getting at here. Uh, because if I understand it right, I mean, this is a person who uh, experiences infinite outcomes. Right. All at once. Yes. Which, by the way, sounds like it could be as debilitating as it is useful. Right. Well, at this and at this stage, it's almost, you know, Vaxis is in sort of this catatonic state. You know, he is, you know, nonverbal, like almost like the like uh, Roger Daltrey's character in in, you know, Tommy and the mm -hmm. Who. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so to them, their initial uh, approach is to medicate and you know being that they are outlaws it's it's not easy to sort of get the medication so the story opens up with the characters infiltrating this pharmaceutical company which is run by one of the houses there's five houses of the star supremacy those are our our uh, villains sorry I, I hate to I know it's a little much to go through all the minutia and detail please of, please uh, but but uh, and so and so they choose to do they choose to go that route, but they realize that, you know, in acquiring the pharmaceutical, there are these side effects, you know, and and they're not entirely sure and confident that this is the thing that they need. 
Um, and then in meeting sort of an old friend, they realize um, there are these beings out there that the houses are using for, for some greater purpose that we don't know just yet. Um, and, uh, but the, but they, but these beings have these like properties that have like cured certain things, um, which are called quintillion speakers. And so they, they choose to try to do that, uh, that route instead. But in actuality, they'll, they realize that the quintillion speaker singular, singular rises the, uh, the perception of Vaxis to the point where it drags him into the present and he, you know, and to them thinks it's a cure, but it's actually kind of, it kind of takes him away from like the thing that makes him special, if that makes right. any sense. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just sort of absorbing all that. And, and yeah. you're, you're, you're like right up my alley with so much of this and everything, you know. Um, but, you know, as, as I'm hearing you say this, you know, here we are talking about obviously where you took the parental part of this story. But where does that part come from? I mean, you know, in the musical term, is this just, you know, you all jamming uh, up the idea or, or do you find that uh, that that you're also you can pinpoint the direct influences of where these part these specific parts of the story come from? Um, you know, for me, you know, it just has to do with like, you know, uh, you know, being a, being a dad, I mean, most of the music was written sort of in this room and it was a very personal, intimate uh, process. Um, for me, I think when I originally started the, the idea of Vaxis, just it, 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 as, a, as, a, as a body of work, I, you know, um, I started to read these, these books about sort of neurodevelopment, um, one happening, happening to be uh, neurotribes, um, and it just, it was, you know, for me, it was so inspiring, some of the stories that I read in there, that it very much, like, sort of informed where I would go with a character like Vaxis, um, you know, so, so that, that's kind of where the initial um, inspiration came from, if, that, if that's answering your question. Absolutely. I mean, once you get into just the... Uh the mysteries of what the human brain is capable of. I mean, I think that's one of the greatest routes for any science fiction that, that can go right there. I mean, there's, there's so many um, windows of opportunity, pun intended, right there. Right. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies... Yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief, 
from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Then do you have the... I mean, so this is part two out of what I understand is is five a uh, five part story arc. Is that already all mapped out? Um, as far as where I'm supposed to go um, with the subsequent parts, like I understand where I need to end, what the what the what the target is, but um, you know, the music will really sort of inform what's gonna what the meat and potatoes, for lack of a better descri- description, um, will be you know, will will fuel like sort of the story to get there. Um, and, you know, again, that has a lot to do with like my experiences and the things that are inspiring to me in my everyday life that will will kind of help, um, um, you know, structure that. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's nice. So so the uh, so the uh, the bones are, are all of there. It's just yeah, uh, wh- right. wh- whoever you are in that present tense is what I do love that, you know, kind of leaving it open. You, you know, we mentioned the music a few times, but we've not actually talked about the music itself. Right. So what was the I mean, what I should say, was there an idea also that you had in mind for what the music was going to be for this record? You know, yes. Uh, so some of the material had been written around the time of the Unheavenly Creatures, the Vaxus One record. Um, but I wasn't sure it was quite finished or appropriate for that for that time. And so, uh, you know, so, so, so in that way, there, you know, songs like The Liars Club, Beautiful Loser, I believe Comatose, these, these songs were kind of gestating. Um, and then, you know, then we sort of hit lockdown and then my mind sort of realizes, well, you know, there, even though Coheed never really creates these limitations for itself musically, there are some there subconsciously, you know? Um, and I think, you know, being sort of in lockdown, thinking that maybe, you know, will there be an, will we have a chance at another record? I started to think, well, whatever walls I've put up for myself that I, that I, that I, that I don't necessarily showcase to the world, I'm going to knock those down and I'm going to start to fool around in some territories that don't 
necessarily make not not that they don't make sense for Coheed, but I know that for our fan base would compartmentalize them in like sort of the other project I do. So songs like Bad Man or A Disappearing Act, um, these songs, you know, may initially sort of live in the world of the prizefighter inferno but i thought you know well this why coheed should have no limitation let me drag these these ex these uh these types of songs into this into this world and i think it really helped kind of um round out you know round out the record but uh but yeah that was sort of, that was my my approach and and you know some some of the lyrics you know because of the things we were experiencing maybe got shifted a little bit um, you know, and, and again, when I wrote some of those songs, you know, around the time of Unca Unheavenly Creatures, you know, they, they had like different reasons, like Ladders of Supremacy was originally going to be the opening track for Unheavenly Creatures, the, that record's dark sentencer, if you will, but, um, it didn't make sense at the, at the time for that album. And I think makes a whole lot more sense as the song that opens the back end of the record. It's uh, it's interesting you know, you're talking about the different sounds because was this was probably right around the time that you were also putting out those the the covers uh, during during the pandemic. Like uh, you know, I wrote down here what uh, "Love Gun Kiss," uh, "Baby One More Time." Was that part? as you saw of sort of breaking around i mean i'm sure it's not the first time you've done covers obviously but uh but for 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 having those specific songs seemed like it would be sort of an entryway into some different sounds oh well no you know to be honest the record had been done when i did those uh okay yeah the record so so we finished uh recording well we finished sort of recording mixing last year like i think just out of the summer and sort of love gun and and uh, the little snippet of of the Britney Spears tune were just sort of something I did in I think the past couple of months, probably before the last tour that we did. So um, they were just kind of like for fun, just random. I think my wife made the suggestion about the Spears one, and I thought, why not? And uh, Travis's son is 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 obsessed with Kiss, and uh, his obsession with Kiss sort of reinvigorated my interest into the band. So that was kind of the uh reasoning for choosing love gun um as a cover so yeah i don't i don't know if they were necessarily related it does open that door and and i think maybe you've talked about it as a possibility for the like the covers album the covers ep or something like that uh possibly you know we it's it we've done so many covers in the past that it's hard to really see them together i mean you know i think of like under the milky way or uh rushing the push by by the smiths or you know, I mean, going so far back as like Our Love by The Outfield when, you know, I was still recording on a four track cassette player, you know, I will see. I mean, the thing that I, the idea that I, I, I loved of recent that we talked about was when we did the, the, the cover or not the cover, the uh, sequel to Jesse's Girl um, and uh, the possibility of of making a record of sequels to songs that aren't ours. That are not ours. Um, so that that's an idea we we tossed around at one point that I thought was a uh, kind of kind of interesting. But um, I think at the moment, you know, va completing Vaxis is probably the priority. But uh, but we'll see. Who knows? You know, you have my mind racing there a little bit of the possibility of just working it into the current story. Like, and this is the classic songs that our characters sort of listen to. You know, in the uh... <laughs> 
because <laughs> then it makes sense then it's part of the world you know it's right uh... <laughs> right try to figure out a way to threat create a threat absolutely yeah. you know that's it is an interesting jump there have you have you seen that or have you found that um that that television and movies have sort of caught up to your style of storytelling uh in, in a more um mainstream way it's funny you say that yes yes and yes you know um but i wouldn't necessarily call it mine you know when i when i think when I think of like Good Apollo, for example, and the story there, um, you know, where the writer sort of enters the world and sort of puppeteers his avatar to self-destruct everything, I, you know, for me, that's a that's a thing that I I kind of got from Kurt Vonnegut, you know, where Kurt Vonnegut would write himself into stories. At least this is my understanding um, into stories as uh, Kilgore Trout. And uh, and that was sort of an, an inspiration for me to kind of create this meta situation where, you know, the fiction meets the real. And now you're getting into these like this multiverse sort of idea. And now you see that happening a lot with like the Marvel movies and, you know, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time that I just recently s saw maybe a couple months ago, Everything Everywhere All at Once incredible movie like that you know so you're really starting to see that happen a lot and uh you know and i'm i'm very much into that and i think uh that's something that you know i see happening with with the amory wars in general i mean obviously with in keeping secrets but but or, or i mean excuse me with the good apollo storyline but uh but also some some future ones as well so I mean, what the metaverse just opens up as a possibility of storyline, same way we were talking about, you know, when you can experience infinite outcomes all at once. I mean, that there's sort of seems like a hand in hand thing going on right there. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and just to further on and compliment you and, and congratulate you, I mean, uh, shoulders, you know, being, you know, such a, a nice hit for you guys. And, uh, and, and I was kind of having a small laugh because you know, I think you've said, you know, shoulders and, and, you know, being one of the catchiest songs you've ever written and certainly comatose, I feel like falls in, in this very catchy category too, to be songs about sort of being about outsiders, but to be so like instantly likable in themselves. I mean, the cure perfected that by the way, you know, so, you know, we've got some history, but, but I did that balance. Was that an, an obvious thing when you were creating those? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think, you know, a lot of that has to do with like a song, like, for example, like Beautiful Losers, um, you know, or Shoulders, they very much sort of resonate where our characters are at in terms of the obstacles they have set before them. But it also very much uh, echoes the 20 years of coheeding Cambria and just always feeling sort of like the outsider in the scenes that we were brought up on, um, you know, feeling a bit more feeling a bit like the underdog in, in, in the, uh, in the race. And, um, you know, so for me that I, I think that's why beautiful losers, I, I held it until the window of the waking mind because, you know, I knew some of the sentiments, some of that sentiment was there, but, you know, I didn't truly feel what it would feel like to have 20 years behind me until until last until like the last year. So. So, yeah, I, I definitely see that happen, that that theme happening in songs like that, for sure. Well, man, thank you for 20 years of incredible uh, music and storytelling and artistry and, and everything you do. And Claudio, uh, congrats again on a, a window of the wake in mind. And dude, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. Seriously, this has been such an honor uh, for me. Oh, 
Awesome. Well, thank you, Kyle. I really appreciate you taking the time and talking to us. I mean, yeah. you know, Coheed. <laughs> Not being uh, the 500 personalities that are in the room with me. Take, just chill out over there. No, I'm just sorry. <laughs> it's the infinite, uh, alive and well in our reality right here. Uh, I appreciate it. I cannot wait to see this live as well. So uh, we'll see you out there on the road. Uh, dude, thank you so much. Oh, thank you again, Kyle. Be well. My thanks, Claudio Sanchez. Coheed and Cambria, the new album, is called Vaxus 2, A Window of the Waking Mind. Thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Uh, I do hope you hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Again, three new interviews every single week. New ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org where I do a show Monday through Friday. 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence says your music and film news. You can also catch me on the uh, social media spots, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition of Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Bye. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.